Hey everyone, welcome to the Super Daddy Club, where we're building a better future. And today, we're going to dive into the past. My name's Ryan. And this is Lando. Our guest today is Pete. Pete, welcome to the show. Good to be here. Thank you. So today, as Ryan said, we're definitely going to dive into the past. And specifically, we're going to, in order to look at the evolution of father's roles, what we wanted to do was go back and get a better understanding of family dynamics. And we're going quite far back here with Pete. Uh, We're going to, we're going to be talking around the 1950s. But Pete, I was thinking maybe to get us started, your family immigrated to Canada around the time of World War II. At which point exactly did they come to Canada and how, how large was the family? How big was the family when they first came here? Okay, our family came to Canada in 1924. At that time, there was a family of 12, 13 that came. I'm trying to figure it out because they were, some of us were born in Canada, didn't come with the ship, but we heard a lot of stories about their journey to Canada. They came via a ship and they landed in Halifax. From Halifax, they were transferred across Canada by rail. And this was all done through the courtesy of CPR Railroad. They brought them over and they paid. The expenses later on. Okay, so they brought him over and then they paid for the expenses. Now, you're one of the ones who were born here. Yes, I was born in Canada in 1936. And do you recall some of the stories of their journey? Were they running from the war specifically? What was their journey like even before they landed? Our family came from from Russia during the the 20s, and they were left there because of religious reasons, because of persecution, they left there and came to Canada. Mm -hmm. You know, while I was researching this, I realized that it was not just World War II. Technically, I think your parents would have gone through also part of World War I, also the Great Depression, and then World War II. Can you tell us about the strength that they had to muster and how it impacted how they made their decisions, how they raised you guys. Uh, were they a little bit tougher? Were they more frugal with their spending? Like, how did the war affect how your parents raised you guys? Well, like I said before, they came to Canada because of persecution, religious reasons. And so they relied on their neighbors, their friends, their church to come across to Canada, had the opportunity. Not knowing where they're coming, they just came to Canada. They didn't know it from any other place in the world. This is their first trip and their chance to get out. They had to stand in line or wait in line, and they would be notified overnight. Tomorrow morning, you have to leave. So it was done quite quickly. So when they left, they had to have made arrangements with with their animals. Who's going to take the animals? Who's going to take this? And who's going to take that? Or they going to can't just walk away. And so their animals were left there with the understanding that my dad's brother would, they'd pay for them later. That is a long time coming. Also a little story about my dad in Russia. When he's on the farm, the, the authorities would come along and they'd demand his horses, his wagon, his sled, whatever, see time of the year to transport troops. They'd seize it and also make him do, be the driver for these or for the horses, whatever. And I remember him saying he'd travel and haul troops around in winter time, and he would 
walk so he wouldn't freeze to death. He'd walk miles and miles and just to stay alive. And he was under the gun. He had to do this or else there was no, no choice. And he had to do it. And he was a small man, but he had a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Understanding you come from a large family, in between work and child rearing, how much time was your father able to spend with the children? And also, how much time did your mother get to spend with the children? Okay, during that time, I had I had seven brothers at that time, and and it was more of my brothers that had the time to spend time with me, take me to games or play games or hockey, ball. And between that and chores, we were kept pretty busy. So my dad had a lot of things to do to organize, so it kept him busy running the farm, running the animals, and keeping the family going. Okay, so I'm guessing your brother was one of the older ones? I have, like I said, I have seven brothers. And yes, there's five that are older than me, and, and they all took part in, in uh, keeping me busy and keeping me straight, on the straight and narrow. So at that time, the children helped the parents quite a bit with household responsibilities and taking care of the farm, as you said. How about your mother? Did she also work the farm for the most part? Was it a joint effort? Or how were their roles divided, essentially? Well, okay, the roles were divided between the kids according to age, what they could handle, what they could do, and they were responsible for doing that. We had a lot of animals on the farm, so we had to be fed, they had to be cleaned. So they were busy with that. My mother was with having this many children on hand, doing the cooking, the baking, the sewing. She sewed all her clothes, so she was very busy doing that. So, And she also had a, a large garden, and I remember helping her many times hoeing the garden, keeping the weeds down, and, and making sure we had vegetables. Come winter, we had to have some to eat. So that's how we'd, we would get that. Money was not that plentiful, so we did not buy too much. We raised, sewed, and cooked, and, and um, did most of our living that way. If I may just throw a question in there, did any of your brothers have to participate in the war at all, or even your father as well? When our family came to Canada, uh, because of religious reasons again, they had what they called the conscientious objectors, so they did require to go to war as such. But with doing that, they would work doing uh, building roads, working the forestry, and uh, they would get, that was, was replacement for going into the war. So they had their part to do to keep the country going. My dad did not go to war. He stayed on the farm. After the war had ended, were there still clear divisions in between what girls can do and what boys can do? Like in between your sisters and brothers, was it clearly divided what exactly their roles was? Like I said before, they were, their duties were carried out according to their ages, what they could, what they could do. They also, girls helped farm. They helped drive tractors. They helped uh, milk cows and worked with the chickens, especially when it came to butchering time. They'd have to dig right in and help with the rest of them to get that ready and also get food ready for winter in canning. So it wasn't really the work as such, the chores weren't only divided into men, men and girls' chores, but again, according to their ability, according to their strength, according to their age. In the late 1960s, I'm assuming you were married already, men 25 to 50 years old make up 95% of the labor force. 
Are you providing for yourself and perhaps your family at this stage? Was there an explanation to follow in your father's footsteps? I can't recall that we were ever, we were never told that we have to do such and such. We had our brothers and sisters, to follow, older ones, to follow what they were doing, and they went into different occupations. Some of them went into teachers, mostly teachers, and my first few jobs were farm-related. I worked for other neighbor farms, such as irrigating, and when I got paid, I'd give that to my dad, although he didn't expect us to pay room and board because we were working there, so we never imagined getting paid on the farm. It's all to do with living there. So how, how old were you when you got married? I was uh, 26 years old when I married, and uh, we bought some land, we built a house, and we lived in, in the city for many years. Had our children there and raised them there, went to school there, and a regular thing. For your father, what was life like back in Russia? Yeah, there's many stories that we heard from my father. In fact, we made a tape one time uh, regarding that, what his life was like, what what happened when he was as a teenager that came to the village. They heard they were coming to the village, so the young guys, they all left the farm. There's, uh, their fields right behind. They went and hid underneath stooks so they wouldn't be found, and, and he missed the time that he had to, they could have been called into war. And then later on, when they were, they came to the villages, or they got notified that they had to come to the recruitment station such and such a time, such and such a day, and, and my dad had several brothers, and, and my dad stayed up all night, drank coffee, smoked, stayed awake all night, and his brother said, hey, you're crazy. Don't, why are you doing that for? Anyway, in the morning, they had to go to the recruitment station, and there was a doctor there, and he gave him a physical first. And my dad uh, was rejected because the doctor says, your heart is beating so fast, and you're not suitable for going to enlist it into the army or, or services. And so he got rejected. He went back home. His brothers went in, and he never saw them again. They were called into the army, into services, and they paid the price. Wow. So he's, he's basically saved by having a fast heart. Yeah, definitely. How many boys were in this family? Because if they're all gone, then there's just him left and perhaps his sisters? He had, he had some sisters, yeah. Sisters were at home. The boys didn't come back. There was, I think, his three or four brothers he had, and they did not come back. We kind of like had a similar thing happen for us. Not exactly the same when we're when the war broke out in my country and I was young. I do remember my mom hiding us under the bed. It was just like bullets flying. Like you could just hear the sounds of bullets just day and night, day and night consistently. But yeah, I do clearly remember my mom hiding us under the bed and then stuffed pillows all around the bed just in case there was like a stray bullet. And and that's why I was interested in um, just getting to know what their mentality was like because I know that the war made my mom very strict. She was very frugal with her money and her, and her spending and just those habits carried on with her for a very, very long time. Well, I don't recall as to 
my parents being really strict compared to what I didn't. We had we had a lot of friends around and old friends at school, and so we just thought that was not having money to when you go on field day, not having money. We thought that was par for the course. You give us twenty five cents, we'd be happy. Get a, something to drink, and that's about it. Money was not not very much of it available. It was money we did. They did get my dad did get to go and went back to farming, although he grew his own seed and cleaned his own seed. So just what it was to buy is buying groceries for the family, and we raised our own hay and raised our own grain, and harvested what we needed and kept kept what we had needed, and the rest went to the elevator. We got that in payments, but that came later on in the mail, so it wasn't cash readily available. Mm-hmm. Definitely different time. Well, yeah, uh, Pete, thank you very much for sitting down with us for uh, and answering our questions as well. Uh, we really appreciate that. Uh, Ryan, anything you wanted to add? Uh, no, other than just uh, thank you so very much, Pete, for uh, joining us okay. today on the okay. Super Daddy Club. Otherwise, uh, thank you also, everybody, for uh, joining us and listening. And thank you for your outpour of uh, support for us. We truly appreciate that, everybody. Thank you very much. And have yourself a wonderful day. Take care. That was great.